On The Go podcast is brought to you by The Sanctuary. For more information, please visit www.thesanctuarychurch.com. I'm closing up on this series. The beginning of this series actually started way back when I was talking, I I don't know how many remember, I did a series on exile and captivity. Anybody remember that? That that I was was digging out of the Old Testament and I was like, man, here's these people, the Israelites, who have been taken away into captivity from Jerusalem and they got stuck in this place called Babylon, right? And they're over here in Babylon and God says, hey, listen, while you're in exile, while you're in captivity, I want you to remain faithful to me. And so we know several of the stories. You know in the book of Daniel, you know about Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, otherwise known as Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, right? And they get thrown in the fiery furnace because they remained faithful in Babylon. You know the story of Daniel in the lion's den because he remained faithful in Babylon and at the time, the further nations. Well, I I did this series of teachings saying, wow, you know what? That's kind of like us. That's why this is included in our Bible. We read these stories and we go, yeah, I'm kind of in exile. I'm kind of in captivity here, as good and as amazing and as fantastically wonderful as the United States of America is, it's still Babylon. This is not our home. And Bible clearly outlines to us that, hey, listen, you are just wandering through, man. You, this is not your, this is just here temporarily. You're only, they call, the Bible says, sojourners. You're just kind of making your way through. We're all going, not back to Jerusalem. That was the promise he gave his people. He said, I'm going to take you back from Babylon. I'm going to put you back in Jerusalem. Well, you know what he told us? I'm taking you out of this captivity, this place that we're held here, this dirt clod in space, right? I'm gonna take you out of here, and I'm gonna bring you home so you can be with me forever in eternity in heaven. And so this is kind of part two of that larger picture that I'm wanting to get us onto. Well, I wanna to begin today with a couple of statements as I get going here, closing down the series. And I believe that they are pretty much universally true. Number one, Everybody wants to know about heaven. I believe that. And the second part is everybody wants to go to heaven. And once they hear about it, they're like, that's the place I want to end up, right? Well, there are so many surveys and polls that even today suggest upwards of 80% of Americans believe that there is a place called heaven. The reason I find that statistic so encouraging is that even in the midst of this very skeptical age, people are going, there's got to be something better than this. Please tell me this is not as good as it gets. Please tell me that I don't live here, die, and decay into dirt. There, there has to be something more. And then there are those people who are with us. They are all around us who are believing that they can live their ultimate life right now, right here. But this belief that we can somehow make the best life possible for ourselves here on earth has become really popular live large, living for the weekend, weekend warrior, that kind of a thing. Like, you got to work so that you can play, right? Well, the unfortunate part is that has also crept its way into the church, into the body of Christ. And we find that that kind of twisted and false teaching is in the church as well. And it finds itself in, in what many would call progressive Christianity, where they, it's kind of a hodgepodge of religion. We'll take a little of this and a little of that and some of this and some of that, and we kind of mix it all together and go, oh, this is 
Christianity, no, that's not Christianity. That's some of this and some of that. It's when people take one verse and create a theology around it. Some people would call that a prosperity gospel, right? Where God somehow, his word tells us that it is his desire that we be physically, that we be financially, that we, be, that we, we are on the top of the game. And I'm like, man, there's a whole lot of people who that didn't happen for in the Bible, and if they were in the middle of God's will, how come they weren't rich and famous, et cetera, right? Well, ultimately, this lifestyle, this amazing life today uh, is only a possibility. Listen to me now. The amazing life today is only a possibility if we're going to hell. I, I want you to think about this for a moment, right? If hell is our future, then our greatest life is now. If, if I'm headed to hell, this is as good as it gets. But if we're going to heaven, our greatest life is still to come. This might be good. I live in America. I'm born and raised right here just over the hill in San Fernando Valley, right? I was born and raised in Pacoima, okay? So I, America is amazing. I've traveled the world. I've been to Australia. I've been to Jerusalem. I've been to Africa. I've been to South America, Central America. I'm like, this is amazing, but there's something better coming. There's something fantastic that's still coming. See, if we're in Christ, our pain in this world is the only pain we will experience. Just what we experience here, then it all ends. If we're going to heaven, our struggles in this world are the only struggles that we'll ever have to endure. That makes me excited. For the person who's without Christ, who doesn't have Jesus living in and through them, well, their fullest life is here. It is here. The joys of this life, in this life, will be the nearest they ever get to heaven because this is as good as it gets. The ungodly are living their fullest life here. They believe that heaven's a fairy tale for people who are afraid of the dark. Oh, that's just what you have to believe. I've been told uh, religion's just a crutch. My honest God, my response was, it's a, actually a stretcher. I'm like, just carry me the whole way. This at least makes me, I have to do some of the work. As far as I'm concerned, religion is a stretcher. I just kick back and let him carry me in. See, I believe that for the Christian, it's not about, listen to me, it's not about being afraid of the dark. Christians aren't afraid of the light. I'm not afraid of the light. Go ahead, shine it all you want. And I want you to know, this life is as bad as it gets. The troubles that we face here are the nearest we're ever going to get to hell because our future is heaven. And it's better than any of us can imagine. I've been going over that in the last many weeks. And as your pastor, I want you to hear me say something. It is my responsibility to talk about this, to preach heaven faithfully from the word of God and keep reminding us the best is yet to come. Would you say that this morning? The best is yet to come. Just hear yourself say it. See, the best is yet to come. I have a trial this morning. I have a trial yesterday. It's going to get hotter this week, right? And man, they're talking triple digits again. And you could just say, the best is yet to come. The best is yet. We have to realign our minds. Because when we get weighed down with the burdens of this life, I want to be here to remind us all with confidence that it is better to suffer any illness, to endure any sorrow, to carry any burden, 
and be in Christ than it would be to enjoy any comfort, to experience any pleasure, to, to have any luxury without him. I'd, I'd rather suffer with him than enjoy without him. I love it the way Moses said it way back here, the Old Testament. They're about to go into what was called the land flowing with milk and honey, right? He said, I'm going to give you a promised land. It's going to be an amazing land. And, and God's upset with Moses. And here's what Moses' response is. He goes, hey, listen, I'm going to paraphrase. Hey, if you ain't going with me, I'm not interested in going in. I'd rather go back to Egypt and be a slave in Egypt than go into a promised land that's amazing without you. That's where I get this mentality that goes, man, I don't care what I go through as long as he's with me. I got to have him with me. And as the children of God, I want you to hear, when we feel betrayed and when we feel abandoned, when in this life we feel disoriented and displaced, we feel disconnected from friends, when we don't feel at home, even inside of our own bodies, we got to tell ourselves that we will be more at home in heaven than we will ever be in this life. God wants us to hear that. I'm, I'm bringing you home. This morning, I want to take a look. One last look. Open up your Bibles. It's the last book of the Bible. It's so easy to get over there. Book of Revelation. John is sitting on an island called Patmos. He's been exiled there. He's been left there on the island of Patmos. And in Revelation, this book, he writes, he says, here's the dreams that I had. Here's the prophetic dreams that I had. God says, this is what's going to happen in the future. Here's what we're going to experience in heaven. Watch this. Revelation chapter 7. Revelation chapter 7. I've got quite a few verses to read. So watch this. Revelation chapter 7, starting in verse 9, I'm going to read through verse 17. Watch this. John is talking about this dream. After this part of the dream, I saw a vast crowd. The crowd was too great to count from every nation and tribe and people and language. And they're standing in front of the throne and before the lamb. The lamb is another word for Jesus. Because when Jesus was crucified, the Bible says that he didn't say anything. And he, the Bible says that like a lamb who's being sheared of its wool, it just it stays silent. And so we, we know through a lot of different pictures that Jesus is the lamb. So they're standing before the, the throne of the lamb. And they were clothed. All these people are clothed in white robes. And they held palm branches in their hands. And they were shouting with great roar. Should we shout with a great roar just this next one because we can, right? Here, here we go. Salvation comes from our God who sits on the throne and from the lamb. And then the angels are standing around the throne and all the elders and the four living beings. And, and that's explained a little bit earlier in here. We're just in chapter seven, but I'm, I can't dig into it right now. And so the, all the elders, the four living beings, they fell before the throne with their faces to the ground and they worshiped God. And here's what they sang. Amen, let it be so, let it be. Blessing and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving and honor and power and strength belong to our God forever and ever and ever and ever and ever. Amen. Let it be so. Then one of the 24 elders asked me, who are all these who are clothed in white? And one of the elders in the dream asks John, hey, hey, John, who are all these, who are all these people clothed in white? Where'd they come from? And I, and I respond in my dream, right? I respond in this vision. I say to him, hey, man, you the man. You, uh, you should know. I don't know. I'm watching you, right? He says, you're the one who knows. And he says to me, these ones who are clothed in white, these are the ones who died in the great tribulation. They've washed their robes in the blood of the lamb and made them white. Catch the, the reverse here. 
Remember I told you how amazing eternity is going to be? Remember how I told you that we are going to get transformed bodies? I'm going to get there in a little bit. But you got to keep this in mind. Here's heaven again. you got to get this. Ready? They washed their robes in blood and they got white. Wait, what? <laughs> we know when you get blood on your clothes, it takes special. You got to really work it. You got get to get it back out to white. No, in heaven, blood makes our robes white. I'm like, wait, what? It's amazing. He says, the blood of the lamb made them white. Now watch this. That's why they stand in verse 15 in front of God's throne. They serve him day and night in his temple. And he who sits on the throne is going to give them shelter. They're never again going to be hungry or thirsty. They're never again going to be scorched by the heat of the sun. Because the lamb on the throne, Jesus, remember, Jesus, he's their shepherd. Wait, how can the lamb be a shepherd? It's multiple pictures here. He just wants you to get it. He's going to be their shepherd. He's going to lead them, like a shepherd does, to springs of life-giving water, and God's going to wipe every tear from their eyes. Here's the beauty of this, these verses. It's a really beautiful picture of inclusion. Everybody's brought in. You've got to picture our fathers creating a shelter. That's what the Bible says here. So that all of his children are inside. In heaven, there's no such thing as outsiders. You ever feel like an outsider? You ever feel like you just don't belong? Mine kicked in very early on in elementary school. I knew I didn't fit in. I knew I didn't belong. I couldn't sit still. My ADHD was huge. And I knew I'm not like the rest of these kids. I couldn't sit and read a book like they they would sit over here, especially the girls who were way more mature than us boys kindergarten, first grade, they'd sit over in the corner and they'd read, a, they'd read a book and the teacher would say something like this, why can't you boys be more like the girls? I'm like, because I can't. <laughs> Wasn't even until sixth grade, I still couldn't. But I knew I didn't fit. But he says, you know what, here, and I love this, at one point Jesus says, in my father's house, there's plenty of room for everybody. That's why we named this room the Father's House because I want to make sure everybody hears over and over again, there's plenty of room, there's plenty of room. Sometimes as Christians, we don't feel at home on earth. And I would tell you sometimes that happens for me even around other Christians. I I just don't feel like I fit. But I want to remind us that all of God's people will be completely at home in heaven. Now, there are three truths that I want to take from these verses in, Re- in Revelation chapter 7, and I want them to guide our thoughts and actions about heaven in the days in front of us, because we are in troublesome days. These days, man, some days I'm like, what the heck's going on? What happened? Where, where are we going? Where is this ending up? I, I don't know, but he does, and then he gives us these words, the best is yet to come. Hold on, stay faithful, stick to it. I can't tell you how many people in the last year I've gone, oh, they're not serving Jesus anymore? Oh, wow, that's too bad. Oh, and in 35 years of ministry and pastoral ministry, 35 years, I've watched plenty of people just like give up on God, give up on themselves, give up on their marriages, give up on their families. Here's the first one. I want you to fill this in. If you got your app, you can fill this in on your blanks. In heaven, we're going to serve God like we always wished we could. Man, there are times I'm like, I wish I could do this for God. I wish I could do that for God. But Paul said this. When, here's my first difficulty right here. Boop. He said, man, when you get married, your interests are divided from me. 
Because you know what I want to do every day? I wake up and I want to please my bride. And but when, when I didn't have my bride, you know who I wanted to please? God. That was it. I really didn't care about anybody else. But now, and then I got a bride. And Paul said, man, your interests are divided. And then, and then I went out and had four more kids. Right? I'm like, wow, four kids. What am I now? Now my interests are divided again and again and again and again. See, what's beautiful is in heaven, we're going to lead this time where we're able to serve God like we always wish we could. It's going to be so good. Verse 15 tells us that God's people are before his throne. Listen to what it says. Day and night serving in his temple. Day and night. And that's not like split shifts, folks. It's what we get to do because we can. We got these transformed bodies. See, our desire at the sanctuary is to serve people. That is our desire. Our ministry is to be a refuge, a sanctuary refuge for the beat up, the burnt out, the bedraggled, right? So many people are tired. They're cynical. And I want the sanctuary to be a safe place, a refuge. Hey, it's okay to be tired. Come on in here. Find rest. Find rest. That's why our worship is, we have these extended times of worship. It's important. The responsibilities of work and family, which we all have in common, right? It doesn't matter whether you're Christian or not. We're, we're all, humanity has to work. But all those responsibilities, they exhaust us. And we, and we add to that, as Christians, we add our desire to serve the Lord as well. We're totally wiped out. I'm doing this all week long, and then I try to serve the Lord as well. He <sighs> never stops. And I think people just get tired. And that's why the Bible says, hey, don't grow weary in doing well. Well, there's an alignment I can't get into this morning, but there's an alignment so that we don't get bogged down in our unsolved problems and our unanswered questions and the, in the weariness of having to do. But I'll tell you what, here's what I'm learning. It's not always gonna be like this. In heaven, we're gonna be able to go a place where there is no weariness. It's all gonna be gone. There's gonna be vibrancy and energy and we're gonna be serving God day and night without being exhausted by it, without being wiped out by it. So hear me say, we are gonna be able to serve God as we always wished we could. Here's a second fill in, fill this one in, would you please? In heaven, Jesus is gonna lead us to an ever-increasing life. You think life is good here now? Some of you are going, no. Oh, in that case, wait till you get to heaven. It's amazing. And that amazing in heaven includes, catch this list, and it's written in Galatians chapter five. Love, to be truly loved. Listen to this. The Bible says that that kind of love casts out, it expels fear. How'd you like to get rid of fear? Oh man, listen, that's number one struggle for me and whether you believe it or not, for you too. You wanna get rid of your fear? Let perfect love come to you. That's what we're going to experience in heaven. Joy. Bible says clearly, joy. Watch this. Peace. Oh, man, sign me up. You you had me with love. But then you add on to that joy and peace and goodness. I'm like, yeah, I want to go, right? Well, John tells us that there's a great joy in heaven. And that, that great joy, listen to this, is Jesus. He's our great shepherd. Verse 16 says how he leads us right? He's guiding people to springs of living water where you don't thirst again. I'm like, that's the kind of water I'm into. He feeds us so that we're never hungry, 
ever hungry. He leads us. That's why for all eternity, we're going to be discovering, discovering new delights in him. I want you to know something, that the life of the redeemed here in heaven, the life of the redeemed is better than it was for the life of the innocent back in the Garden of Eden. It's better than that. Watch this, because I want you to hear something. Their bodies weren't redeemed. The curse kicked in, but I want you to know something that's going to happen in eternity is that, see, the garden, it offers this scope of art, of science, of beauty. It's amazing. Even theology, you get a right thinking about God way back here in the garden, Adam and Eve. But I'll tell you what, in the world to come, it's going to be amazing. It's going to be amazing. Not only will the creator, right? See, that was the Garden of Eden. Watch this. Garden of Eden, the creator, you go, wow, check that out. Not only the creator will be a subject of wonder to the redeemed, but I'll tell you what, the created. You and I are going to look at each other and go, dang, you amazing. Oh, no, no, no. Look at that body. You amazing. I'm t- we, we're going to get to heaven and we're going to go, how did, we, how did we live without these? Because it's all going to be transformed. Heaven's going to ignite our imagination. It will complete our intellect. Imagine brilliant minds in a powerful body in a transformed universe that doesn't decay. You heard about it, no sunburns in heaven. No sunburns in heaven. See, it's a transformed universe. And yet we will be with the light of the world. Our sun is this big. You can't see it. Camera close up on that. No. But we're going to be with the light of the world. And see, our knowledge is going to increase in eternity. And if we increase in our knowledge of God, we're going to see more and more of his excellence. And the more we see of his excellence, the more we're going to love him. And the more we love him, the more delight and happiness we are going to have in him. The joy is going to become complete. And that's what I mean. That's what John means when he says we're going to have exponentially increasing life. Lastly, here's your last blank to fill this one in. In heaven, all of our wounds are going to be finally healed. I just want to be whole, folks. Man, I remember, I I hit 40 and my knees started making sounds going upstairs. Anybody have that happen? It's like, what was that? Click, 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 click. I'm like, what's the sound? Click, 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 click. It's me. My shoulders, all those years of swimming and water polo and bursitis just kicked in. I'm like, oh, no more bursitis. No more corns, no more, you know, feet, things. Hey, listen, young people. Don't get old. (laughs) Now listen, I like the sound of this a lot. I like it a lot. Did you hear it? Verse 17 says this, God's gonna wipe every tear from their eyes. That's what I call exponentially increasing joy. God is gonna literally wipe the tears out of our eyes. Not only is he gonna remove the tears, listen to me, this is important. He's gonna remove the source of those tears. What causes us tears? Pain. I just mentioned bodily pain. Death. 
No more death. The source of tears has been removed by the time we get to heaven. And it says he wipes them out of our eyes. The burdens that we've carried will no longer be on our shoulders. Oh, The temptations that we have battled will no longer be our struggle. The pain that we have, dur- we have endured will be permanently past tense. Used to. What I used to go through. Remember on earth when we used to? No more. That's heaven, beloved. Try to imagine the joy in life. <laughs> Just try to imagine this. Where there are no sins to confess. Where there are no temptations to overcome. When there is no sickness to suffer and endure. There's no pain that we have to go through. There's no fears to face. There are no crosses that we have to carry. It's just a cross I have to carry. Nope, not in heaven. All of our questions are answered. In heaven, all of our doubts are resolved. All of our tears, again, are wiped out of our eyes. Beloved, we've got to adjust our thinking. The best is yet to come. Sign me up. I want out. I want to end this series with one verse. If you have your Bible with you, would you open up to the book of Psalms? If you have your phone, get your phone. Get the Bible on your phone because here's what you want to do. You want to highlight this verse and then text it to yourself because you're going to want to put this on a post-it note this week. You want to stick it on a mirror, on your dresser, on the dashboard, in front of the radio, on the car. You want to get this verse down. Psalm chapter 16, Psalm 16, verse 11. Listen to what he says. Oh, so beautiful. You will show me the way of life, granting me the joy of your presence and the pleasures of living with you forever. You will show me the way of life granting me the joy of your presence and the pleasures of living with you forever. Mm-mm-mm. Just bathe in that one for a little bit. <sighs> You'll show me the way of life. You will grant me the joy of your presence. Listen to that. The pleasures of living with you forever. Now, if that ain't talking about heaven, I don't know what does. That is heaven, beloved. That is heaven. This is talking about heaven. Knowing our future strength is crucial if we're going to find the strength that we need to live out and face life as we're experiencing it now. We're going to need to have to get our head in the clouds so that we can live this life now. God calls us to set our minds on things above Again, to get our head in the clouds. My hope is that this series has helped us to do that. To give us renewed energy to live for Jesus now. One day. No, no, now. Serving Jesus will be the greatest delight in heaven. Day and night. Serving Christ will be the greatest delight. Let's find joy in serving him now. (laughs) 
if the joy, listen, if joy is complete in serving him there, I'll take the partial joy in serving him here. Wait, wait, so serving, serving him is complete joy. Let me kick that in right now. I want, I want this to happen now. We're going to be led to springs of living water in heaven. Let's start discovering the living water now. Break off the paint, people. Beloved, I love you. I'm a shepherd. I love sheep. But I'm telling you, you got to crack that book. Well, it's just, I don't know where all, I don't know where, I don't know where all the books are. That's what this page right up here, table of contents is for. Figure it out. You know your favorite scene in the movie. <laughs> fast forward, fast forward. Go to, go, that's what you, but see, I, I, I don't know where, where, where are all these Old Testament places and what's the vision and why do they do that? Then we got to crack open this living water now. Beloved, every tear is going to be wiped from our eyes in heaven. Let's find comfort in drawing near to him now. These are difficult times. And he goes, hey, I just want to comfort you. Come here. No, not in the presence of God. That's frightening. Then you must not know the God of the Bible. Because the God of the Bible says this, comfort my people says the Lord. That's Old Testament, by the way. (laughs) God wants to comfort us. This is the end of this series. I'm bummed. I I told you I could have taken this on through through the end of the year and then into next year. There is so much in the Bible about heaven. We got to get our head in the clouds. But I want you to know this. I'm never going to stop talking about heaven. I'm going to keep bringing this up. And it's it's for our own good. (laughs) It's for our own good. Because... The best is yet to come. And we, gotta, we have to adjust our thinking. Forgive me if this offends you. I don't want to be offensive. Life sucks. I, I, don't, I don't mean to be offensive if you're like, don't say that in church, right? I'm, it's drag. Things I used to be able to do, I can't do anymore. Life's hard. But the best is yet to come. I'm looking forward to it. Let me pray. Father, I want to thank you for the beloved who have gathered here this morning. Those who say, I've called on the name of Jesus. I I want to be rescued. I want to be taken out of the mess that I've created in my life, that my parents have created in my life, that my addictions and choices have created in my life. Would you rescue me from this mess? I want to thank you that we've gathered this morning. I pray that there would be encouragement to get our head in the clouds. But today, if you are here Listen to me, listen to me, I'm begging you. If you do not know Jesus today, 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 there is no time like the present to begin to experience the peace that goes beyond your understanding. Today's a moment for you. And I don't know what you dragged in here, I don't know where your life has been, but I will tell you this, and maybe you're listening online, I'm talking to you too. Jesus said, I can bring healing to you. I can bring joy to you. I can complete your life. I I can answer the questions. And if that's you this morning, you don't have a relationship with Jesus, can I I pray with you right where you are? Don't come up here. I'm not going to embarrass you. You stay right where you are. But would you raise your hand? If you're in this room, would you raise your hand? And you say, I want to be secure in the next step. Anybody here? 
Okay. If that's you online, I, I want to encourage you. Th- this is a moment for you. Today's your day. Beloved, everybody look up here. This is our message. This is, listen, this is not, did you hear what I said? This is not my message. Well, that's what Pastor Marty does. Beloved, this is our message. That's why we, we wear these wristbands, for the one. Because I gotta find just one person that I gotta share. Life could be better. The best is yet to come. This is not as good as it gets. Now, I say that differently depending on whether I'm sitting on an airplane, sitting in a coffee shop, talking to a waitress, talking to the, the person who's checking me out at the grocery store, getting all my groceries back. I speak that differently depending on where I'm at. But beloved, let me, I, I need you to hear this. This is our message. Continue to bring this message for the one. For the one. There's one out there that needs to hear this. And heaven is about taking as many people with you as possible. That's what, so that's what I do. That's what we do. That's what we do. I gotta share this with somebody. What God has done in my life. I once was, here's what the Bible says, I once was blind, but now I see. I once was lost, but now I'm found. See, I gotta tell somebody about that. So I encourage you uh, this morning. I encourage you, find the one. Find the one in your life. Can I just share something? I know it's gonna probably get confused. I'm thinking, talking religion. That's not what it is. I'm, I want to tell you about a relationship that is changing the way I think, that is changing the way I feel, the way I experience. We are all called to this work. It's a work. We can't do it as well as we're gonna do it in heaven, right? There's no, no evangelism there, just worship. But let's, let's stay faithful to it. The purpose of my instruction is that all believers would be filled with the love that comes from a pure heart, a clear conscience, and a genuine faith. I want that for you, and I know you want that for others. Let's get that to them. 